everybody and welcome back to SP Nation. As always, I'm your host Scott Piper because you can't have SP Nation without the SP. Well, I, I mean unless there's like a evil dictatorship that overthrows the podcast and uh, executes me live on the episode, which would probably be a great way to get like listeners to actually listen to the podcast um it only works one time though so um i may save that for the absolute last episode of sp nation um on today's episode i don't know why i decided to jump into like a crocodile dundee accent but i did and i'm not ashamed um i'm gonna be looking at and ranking classic disney animated villains uh now the time frame i'm going to be looking at in this episode is uh from 1937 to 1973 um so this basically encompasses all of the classic disney movies that walt himself was a part of up until his death with, I believe, um, the Jungle Book was the last one that he had any kind of involvement in. Um, but this is mainly looking at everything from Pinocchio up until um, Robin Hood. So anything from that time period between Pinocchio and Robin Hood... We will be looking at the villains from those films. A lot of classic, iconic villains. A lot of really good movies. Some absolutely just shit movies also in the bunch. Um, I found out after binge-watching classic Disney, um, my absolute hate for Pinocchio. Um we'll get into that later um also i really don't like robin hood that much either to be honest um so we're starting off on a great foot now before i get into the ranking uh there i have a few very small rules for this episode um some legal mumbo jumbo you know all that good stuff some technical difficulties and all that um rule number one these episodes will only cover the drawn animated villains. Um, no films that have computer CGI stuff in them. So films like Big Hero 6, uh, Tangled, The Incredibles, uh, and Frozen definitely will not be on this list. Screw Frozen. Hate, 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 hate that freaking movie um so overrated and i'm probably really pissing off disney fans on this one i'm sorry guys uh personal opinion i just whatever um rule number two uh no live action films either so this includes tron sorry i'm sorry to the mcp i apologize you know, you are still the ruler, you know, long live the grid, long live the MCP. Um, this also means no 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, no um, Herbie the Love Bug, which I don't 
necessarily consider a villain in the love bug um also no live action remakes either so if the lion king if scars on the next episode per se he is only going to be on there as jeremy irons voicing scar it's not going to be the shitty live action remake scar so no remakes no live action no cgi no bullshit (laughs) um also rule number three list all the films on this list have to have a main villain so films like the three cabuleros saludos amigos and ichabod and mr toad will not be on this list because there's not really a main villain in these movies um you may be able to say in the um sleepy hollow segment of ichabod and mr toad that the headless horseman is a villain but it's kind of implied heavily that um brom bones ichabod's rival in that movie it's kind of implied he's just dressing up as the headless horseman um and i think that was kind of the intent to make it a little less scary to be honest um plus i mean it's also a lot of what goes on in the um hollow area when ichabod is actually driving through it's a lot of his own imagination and psych that's uh, (laughs) causing him to like lose his shit so um that movie won't be on there but i did want to slightly you know just give it a quick little touch of death you know right across the old forehead um so those are the rules for the episode now as far as the actual ranking i'm gonna be ranking these villains from uh naughty to uh villain you know there's really only three different ranks on this ranking board um a few of these choices are going to be a little controversial to be honest um but when you go back and actually watch a lot of these movies these guys aren't necessarily all evil monstrosities and all that shit um some of them are you know they do naughty things but they're not necessarily evil beyond all recognition um so let's start this list with the lowest of the low villains edgar from the aristocats and he is naughty 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 uh edgar is a butler uh he isn't necessarily a villain unless you are a cat lover like me um he's really just a loyal working englishman who actually really does take care of the aristocats um and the old lady in the film obviously he does a good job because he well he's there he's the butler he's been there for years um so in the film uh the old lady i I really didn't look up her name uh she is making out her will and she just completely rewards edgar by screwing the shit out of him and 
I think it gets completely taken taken out of her will that she is making, and she is leaving millions of dollars and her whole estate to her cats, which, to be fair, is kind of stupid, and I can actually see and relate where Edgar is coming from. Um, you know, you, you, you serve this lady uh, for years, you, you clean the cat box out, and you kind of... You know, you kind of expect it, you know, from what's shown on the movie, it seems like her and Edgar had a really good working relationship and she trusted him and everything like that. So, yeah, I can see how he'd be kind of pissed. But at the same time, you're the butler, bro. I mean, it. it's not like, it, it's not to be a douchebag, but it's like, when a waiter or waitress automatically, you know, just thinks that they have to have a tip, you know, it's one of those things. I'm not saying I don't tip. I always tip, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's nice when you get it, but don't, don't automatically expect it type thing. Um, so I got to rank him on the absolute bottom of the villain list. Um, however, as an owner of a little fur baby, uh, he is a complete and utter scumbag. So, uh, next one, Queen of Hearts, Alice in Wonderland, Naughty. Uh, now this one, now this really may be one of the more controversial choices, but the Queen isn't really a villain per se. And before you go screaming off with his head, give me a second. Yes, she is. She has like a Dragon Ball Z, freaking Frieza level temper. She's dominating. She doesn't really give a damn about the legal system, and often immediately going to execution. And not to mention, she is extremely self-centered, screaming that things have to be done her way, and stands out against all the other zany fun creatures of wonderland and while she definitely absolutely has a mean streak and you'd never want to paint her roses red um i just really couldn't list her as a true villain because the way you actually meet her i'd be kind of pissed too if my dudes were like yo let's just throw some lead paint on these roses maybe no one will notice um so yeah she's naughty uh now for the next one we have a two for one sale going on we have prince john and the sheriff of nottingham in robin hood and they are both naughty um now i'm looking at the cartoon versions not the actual book versions not the robin hood and the men in tights, um, Robin Hood with um, Alan Rickman, none of that stuff. I'm solely looking at the Disney Dumb and Dumber version edition because uh, Prince John acts like a freaking spoiled baby through the whole film who pouts, he sucks his thumb, and just really raises taxes just to heal his broken ego um they're really just 
bad because of money reasons, which, alright. I mean, taking a coin from a little kid on his birthday and raising taxes to the point where nobody can pay and then throwing everybody in jail, it's a bit ruthless and just overboard because it's like, why, how, what? Like, I mean, how are you, if everyone's in jail, how are you even collecting taxes to begin with? I mean, there's no really good end plan here. Um, and, the, you know, the real main thing that they, uh, the real evil thing that they do is uh, they actually lock up and uh, get ready to uh, hang the priest in the film, which pretty much garners them a first-class ticket straight to hell. But the real villainy in this film is really only focused towards Robin Hood. Um, I guess you can kind of throw shade at Friar Tuck too, but at the same time, he did assault a law officer, so eh, there's that moral gray area in there. Um, now, the real main villain of this film, and I never noticed it until I actually watched this movie again on Disney+, because I'd watched it before many years ago, but I didn't really notice it was this bad. The main villain of this movie is actually Disney, okay? Um, they, and this is something that, you know, it's been done through all forms of animation. Um, Flintstones, Jetsons, Ren and Stimpy, Simpsons, you know, name a TV show, there's recycled footage. However, this whole movie feels like recycled footage um, and it, it's like they use the exact same character animations, designs, movements, voices, and music from other Disney films, mainly the Aristocats and Jungle Book. And the biggest offense of this reuse is Little John. He is the exact same uh, character design as Baloo from the Jungle Book. And even Phil Harris, who played Baloo in the Jungle Book, he plays Little John. And the only difference that I can see between Baloo and Little John is um, green tights and, you know, just a color change. Um, I even noticed it later on with some of the rabbits, they use the exact same face as Rabbit from The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which came out, I believe, later in 1973, or it came out in 1974 or something like that, um, which is why it didn't make the list, and it will not make the list in the next episode either, okay? So, I would definitely say that the biggest villain in this movie is Disney, but, I mean... It's still just naughty reuse. Alright. Now, for the absolute most controversial rank on this list. Captain Hook from Peter Pan. 
He is naughty. Now, I know what you're thinking. He's Captain Hook. He's a pirate. How can I rank one of the most iconic Disney villains as just naughty? Really? Well, hear me out. The poor captain has less kills than any other pirate in Disney history, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. He only on screen kills one person. And it's not even confirmed if he actually killed them. He just shot them. He could have landed in the water and the crew picked him back up board and he's resting comfortably down in the lower holes. You don't know. Um, now, he just seems like he's on the verge of a nervous breakdown because of the real villain in Peter Pan. Peter freaking Pan. I mean, this little punk cut off the good captain's hand and feeds it to a crocodile. Like, who the hell even does that who's not a serial killer? He also smokes weed and brings Wendy to Neverland and shows off her, shows Wendy off to all his other side chicks, including Tiger Lily, the mermaids, and Tinkerbell. And... Yeah, I can see why Tinkerbell was pissed off about that. Um, yeah. So, in comparison, all Captain Hook does is shoot some annoying singing pirate and blows up Peter Pan's home. Which, okay, that's a little bit overboard. But, uh, can you blame him? I mean, the dude cut his freaking hand off, Okay. I mean, he is a pirate after all, too. You gotta give him points for that. But the thing that does keep the good captain from being a true evil villain is he has charm. He's a gentleman of the sea, and he's overcome his handicap, and he's a pretty damn fine piano player, by God. You know, he's got... He's got something about him that you just don't hate Captain Hook, man. You don't. Now, moving on. We have Shere Khan. The Jungle Book. Who is also naughty. Shere Khan is one of those baddies who is just... He's just kind of doing what his role in nature is supposed to be. And that's being a predator. He's a Bengal tiger... He's the king of the freaking jungle. So, yeah. I mean, he's kind of supposed to be big bad on the block. Now, he is scared of fire. He's scared of guns. He's scared of man. And I mean, yeah. That's his motivation for killing Mowgli. And can you really blame him considering man has kind of driven the Bengal tiger nearly to extinction from hunting them. I mean, I can't fault him for that at all. So, other than trying to kill Mowgli, uh, the only thing that you really see him do being evil is nearly killing Baloo, who is another predator. In a way. I think, I'm pretty sure brown bears are predators. Um... I don't think Baloo's a brown bear, though. 
Um, so yeah, he's, he's not really doing anything else too naughty. I mean, when you see him on screen, he he's just singing in that beautiful British charm, deep voice. Um, he even gives Mowgli a chance to, you know, you know, give him a head start. You know, being a gentleman, you know, being a Disney villain doesn't mean you are lurking in the shadows all the time. And, you know, being super evil, it means you have a goal. You try and complete the goal. Sing some bars. Be charming as absolute hell, too. So, Shere Khan, not a villain, per se, but he's still naughty. The Elephants. From Dumbo. Naughty, naughty. Originally, I wasn't going to include Dumbo at all on this list. Um, however, I did forget about the lady elephants Dumbo's mom was living with when they are just the worst people. Uh, first off, they are stuck up jerk asses as soon as they see Dumbo's ears. They make fun of him, and they're actually the ones who give him the name Dumbo, okay? I believe his mom just calls him Jumbo Jr. So, you know, already you kind of see them picking on a newborn baby. Kind of fucked up. Uh, Later on, after, you know, Dumbo's mom, you know, kind of beats the shit out of that little kid for blowing in Dumbo's ears and grabbing him and just being a complete little douchebag. Um, you know, they completely outcast Dumbo. They ignore him. They still kind of treat him like shit. They make him super sad. And, you know, they're elitists. They talk about elephant pride and totally deserve to get yeeted like they did on the balancing act. Like, I was actually kind of glad Dumbo knocked the shit out of him. So, naughty. Now, we get to the actual villainy territory. And what better way to kick off this part of the list with the OG, the classic, the first of her kind, the queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And she is a villain. Now, she may not have the most complicated reason to be a villain, and in all realness, she's just jealous of Snow White's good looks. And she still is a true villain because of the way she treats Snow White. She treats her like a maid. And she forces her to wear rags. And you kind of get the feeling that Snow White's kind of already on borrowed time because of that. But when the magic mirror basically tells her that Snow White is more beautiful than her, she absolutely loses her shit and tries to force the Huntsman to go kill her and then cut out her heart, which is a bit um, extreme, to say the least. Also, I would like to take a moment and let you guys know a quick little little fact here. Uh, remember the skeleton in the dungeon that she kicks and she's like, thirsty? Have some water! Or whatever she says. Um, 
Anyway, she kicks it on her way to go murk Snow White. Well, supposedly, that's supposed to be Snow White's father. And I believe that was going to be something that they were going to do in a direct-to-DVD Snow White 2 or something like that. So, let's not forget the links that she goes to in order to try and kill Snow White. Including using black magic to transform herself into an old woman in order to deceive Snow White into eating a poisoned apple. And then later, when she's on the run trying to get away from the seven dwarfs, she tries to kill them by crushing them with a huge boulder. And even though she came out 84 years ago, she is still one of the top Disney villains. Now, for the next one. Man. Bambi. Villain to the absolute freaking maximum. Okay? Well, maybe not to the maximum, but pretty damn... It's high. You knew it was coming. That moment in the movie where childhood in a sense was just violently ripped out of you like a Mortal Kombat fatality. You've never seen the hunter, but that moment where Bambi and his mother go out for a little food after the winter, and you know some shit is about to go down, and you have to live that moment down where Bambi's mom is just telling him to run and get you know, get get out of there, go, you know, get to safety and all that. And then you hear it. A gunshot. And in that instant, you know it's bad. And a young deer is now an orphan. And you think it's over and you can go back to enjoying the film. But no! Man decides to come back. And cause a massive freaking forest fire. That probably kills numerous little critters. Burns up their homes. And also, there's a moment right before the fire starts where man is hunting. Okay? And there are these three little birds. I want to say they are quails. Okay? And the hunter is coming their way. And one of them absolutely starts freaking out and is like, we got to go. We got to get away. We got to fly away. We got to go. You know, she is absolutely terrified. Okay. And her other friends are trying to calm her down, get her to be quiet and trying to keep her there. And she takes off flying. Boom. She gets shot. And sorry if that was really loud. (laughs) Um, She gets shot and you see the body drop. I'm sorry, but Bambi is, it's just a damn dark masterpiece. Everything about this movie is, it's so wonderfully dark. It's so, I I can't even say it. Like, the way that the composers in this film use music as a way to express 
sound. It's just phenomenal. You have symbols representing lightning. You have this beautiful contrast of color. The first time Bambi and his mom are actually out in the meadow, um, the very first time you see, the first time they encounter the hunter, not when Bambi's mom dies, but when there's other deer out in the out in the meadow or whatever, um, there's this amazing color palette of pinks, yellows, oranges, um, and the music, the heightened drama, everything that goes on in this film is just so fantastically done. It's, to me, after watching all of these Disney movies from this time period, Bambi stands out as just being absolutely phenomenal. And to me, it's a step above everything else from this time period because of the amount of beauty in it, the amount of brutal realness in it, you know. And, you know, after the end of the movie, you walk out of there, you're a little bit pissed off, to be honest, because you see how man, you and I, are... We're just kind of fucking assholes, if I'm going to be completely honest. Because you you, you you essentially see a family completely broken up. You see multiple homes burnt. All in, you know, trying to, what, get jerky? Get some hide? Get some freaking skins or whatever? Screw that, dude. Like, that kind of shit pisses me off. And I know I'm trying to keep it, you know, semi-lighthearted with Disney villains, but man sucks, okay? And personally, for me, is probably the top two of the worst villain category. Um, And also another fun fact for you. There is originally a deleted scene in the movie that was only shown to test audiences where Bambi and his father discover the corpse of man after the fire and the great prince Bambi's dad says perhaps there is some justice in this world after all and to me that is such a powerful statement for a freaking kids movie. And you're not going to find that type of statement in Frozen, to be honest. So, absolutely one of the top evil villains, man. Now, to something a little bit lighthearted, okay? Maleficent. Sleeping Beauty. She is a villain. Maleficent is one lady... You don't want to leave out a party, or your newborn is going to be cursed to die. Ha 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 Now, there's something so... There, there's just something absolutely about the classic Disney villains. They have this wicked charm that makes them almost likable. You know, it's in Shere Khan, it's in Captain Hook, 
And it's even here in Maleficent. From the moment you see her, she's respectful and polite to the king and queen. I mean, besides cursing Aurora to death, but, I mean, hey, that's... You, you could have been nice and have invited her to the damn party, at least. Come on. But, hey, I mean, that's part of her charm. And, you know, like Jafar decades later... She is an extremely powerful sorceress. She can turn herself into a huge dragon. She can possess people. Um, she can conjure up spells. And if you're in Kingdom, if you are a Kingdom Hearts fan like me, she does a really good job at manipulating Riku and controlling the Heartless. And even when she's in the room with other Disney villains like Captain Hook. Um, Oogie Boogie, Pete, um, even like the Final Fantasy villains, you can tell that when she's in the room with these guys, you can tell she's in charge, okay? You can tell she's she's the head bitch in charge. Um, and on a side note, in Kingdom Hearts 1, that boss battle with her in Dragon Mode made me want to jam my controller into the nearest freaking wall. Oh my god. Besides Sethiroth, what an absolute trash battle, man. Like, oh god. I remember spending like hours trying to beat that lady back in the day. Um, definitely did better on it in the remix that they did for PlayStation 4. But jeez. What an absolute trash freaking nightmare. Ugh. Now, on to the next one. Now I gotta, like, get my heart rate back down from that. Um, Lady Tremaine and her step and her daughters from Cinderella. Absolute villain. Um, if there was a map made up of Disney characters then these three would be the Bermuda Triangle of Jerkasses, okay? On the outside, you see a madam and her two daughters, but behind closed doors, you get to see just what these three stooges are really like. And let's start with the daughters, first of all. They treat, they treat Cinderella like a maid. They make her wash all their clothes and are just really jealous of her. That they actually rip apart poor Cinderella's dress right off her own freaking body. And after all the hard work that the little mice did to sewing up that dress and making it all just really nice and pretty. Even I was just like, dude, that's screwed up. And I'm a guy, okay? And lastly, they're just ugly. <laughs> on the inside and on the outside. So... Not the nicest group of sisters you want to have in the world. Um, now, let's take a look at dear mommy herself. Lady Tremaine. She married Cinderella's dad, who died suddenly, I guess. And with no cause ever given. <laughs> Murder? Can you say that? Twice? Thrice? Why did I instantly think of uh, 
two time two or three times the lady that song by Lionel Richie. Uh, what a odd show! What a odd song to think about at the time. Um. Anyway, she murders Cinder. She marries Cinderella's dad, and he dies. Murder. You know, same thing. Whatever. And then she spent all of his fortune on her own stupid daughters, making their life absolutely awesome, getting them everything they ever wanted. And she doesn't do anything for Cinderella. Uh, she's ma- she's manipulative, and she's really psychologically abusive. Telling Cinderella that she can go to the ball if she finishes her cho- if she finishes her chores. And if she can find something to wear to the ball. Only to have her daughters go to town on her dress. Like I mentioned before. She also walks away Cinderella upstairs. Almost preventing her from trying to get to the glass slipper. And, you know, let's get into that for just a quick second, okay? She had no. She had kind of found out that Cinderella had gone to the ball because uh, Cinderella was humming like the music from the ball. So it's one of those things like you better tell the truth because I already know you're. You know I already know you're. Yes, you, you screwed up. You went to it. Um, so it would kind of have been really interesting. But also really terrifying to find out what Lady Lady Tremaine would have done after the royal um, shoe guy, the guy with the shoe, uh, left. I think Prince... uh, Shit. I didn't actually watch this one, so it's been a while. But I think the prince was with him or something. I don't know. Um, so after they left, it would have been kind of interesting to find out what Lady Tremaine would have done with Cinderella, knowing that she would have fit the shoe. And yes, I do know we had the straight-to-DVD sequels that continued the story, but back in the 50s, I know the story would have been a lot different if they had made a sequel back then. So... There's a strong chance that it really would have led to murder for Lady Tremaine. So, yeah. On to the next one. Cruella, Cruella de Vil. Villain. Absolute villain. 101 Dalmatians. Now, remember how I said a couple characters back a lot of disney villains of the time have a kind of a wicked charm to them and some of them are a little bit likable well cruella has zero of these factors she always comes off as one of the meanest and most unpleasant people from the very freaking second on screen she's rude and degrading to literally everybody she comes in contact with. And I have absolutely no idea why Anita was even friends with her. And, you know, let's not even forget the real reason that she is basically at the top of 
the evil scumbag mountain. She kidnaps puppies with the sole intent of freaking killing them to make a damn fur coat. Telling her two goons, Horace and Jasper, to, and I quote, drown them, beat them, and bash them in the heads. Honestly. She is one of the absolute worst people in Disney history. Plus, who can forget the image of her driving down the road like an absolute bat out of hell, looking like a she-devil who's gone super saiyan? Honestly. It's like, she's one of those people who needs an express trip to the electric chair. Because, good God, this woman. And it's like, I don't really understand why we're getting a live-action movie of her. I have no interest in Cruella DeVille as a character. I don't care about her dark side or whatever. You know, she tries to kill puppies, and she's kind of a psychopath. Enough said. Now, before we get on to the number one spot on this list, I want to take a moment to remind everybody to check out Espionation on YouTube for visual versions of episodes just like this one. Also, there's gaming videos and even a playlists playlist for topics such as urban exploration and other horror-related content. And I actually even do some horror-related podcast episodes, which you can find all on SP underscore Nation on YouTube. And now... For the absolute number one villain spot of the classic age of Disney. A person so evil and so vile that I had to put him in his own separate category above villain. Okay? This dude exceeds villainy. And to me, there is absolutely nobody, nobody worse than this man. And who is he? Well, he is the coachman from Pinocchio. And I ranked him as evil sack of shit. Okay? Not just villain, but evil sack of shit. I honestly do not even know how this guy doesn't end up on more villains lists because we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. Maybe it's because Pinocchio is basically the Spider-Man three of Disney movies. Okay. It has a total of five bad guys in the movie. You have Monstro. You have uh, the coachman, you have Honest John and um, Gideon, and then you have Stromboli, okay? Five bad dudes. Like, 
Does freaking Geppetto live in ye old Detroit or something? Like, what the shit, man? Like, Pinocchio can't even waltz down the street without running into some freaking psychopath. But, out of all these bad guys in this film, the coachman is the absolute worst of them. And this is beating out someone who screams at a kid that he is going to chop him into firewood. Firewood, not firwood. Not from freaking Alabama or something. Um, roll Tide, I don't mean it. Shout out to the, all the uh, Alabama fans of the show. I love y'all. Um, now, what does the coachman do that ranks him so absolutely high on this list? Well... When he actually sits down with Honest John and Gideon and tells them what he does, they absolutely freak out and are at, they look terrified and immediately fear for the law. So what exactly does a coachman do that's so bad? Well, he lures and kidnaps young boys he takes them to a theme park called Pleasure Island, which, you know, is on an island in the middle of the freaking lake, ocean, river, whatever. Uh, anyways, he provides them with cigars, cigarettes, and beer. Then the kids can basically trash the whole place. They can do whatever they want. They can get into fights. They can spit. They can... I don't even know whatever else you can do. Everything naughty. Um, they do it all to the point where the kids actually begin to turn into donkeys. And one of the most iconic things that the coachman says is give a bad boy enough rope and he'll soon make a jackass out of himself. Foreshadow. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the kids turn into donkeys in one of the most horrific moments in animated history ever. Then, after all these kids who just want to have some fun and, you know, be rowdy boys, you know, after they've done all this and been turned into donkeys, the black figures that work for the coachman round up all the donkey kids and then the coachman inspects them to see if they're still full if they're still you know kind of kids or if they're full donkeys and if they pass this test they are fucking sold off to mines and circuses and have the clothes that they're wearing literally ripped off them all Symbol symbolism of humanity and being a boy is literally ripped away from them. Oh, and you know what happens to the kids that don't fully turn? Well, they're thrown into cages, and even though it's never said what exactly happens to these young boys, there is no way. The coachman is going to let them live or ever go free. And I mean, 
This guy destroys families and the lives of young boys. And just who knows how many boys he has done this to. And also, I have to give real shit to Pinocchio because and he he tells nobody. And yes, I understand he is searching for his father, but he goes all the way back home. He could have easily gone and told someone. And even um, Jiminy Cricket is with him. Okay? If your conscience doesn't tell you to go get help to tell somebody, then guess what? The coachman never comes to justice. He never gets punished. And he goes on selling, kidnapping young boys. And that's just freaking tragic. He's the, I think he's one of the very few Disney villains who get no comeuppance. He gets no, you know, punishment. So, fuck you, Pinocchio, you stupid little shit. Stromboli should have chopped you into firewood. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of SP Nation. <laughs> I am so sorry to end it on such a down note, but hey, this is a villains list from classic Disney films, okay? They were a lot more darker back in the day, obviously. So, with that being said, you know, this is just the classic Disney villains list. Next time on SP Nation, we're going to be looking at the... 1977 through 2009 time period of Disney villainy. Villain, we're going to be looking at the villains. Um, so anyways, thank you for joining me. And let me know if you agree with my list or if you disagree or if you'd rank somebody a little bit different. And I will see you guys next time on SP Nation.